0: hello and welcome to carbide content i'm david from contraption collection
1: and i'm john with Triaxis.
0: uh no grants or dalen i think they're in the uh podcast host guild and are on strike um we pay them in compliments and we haven't been complimenting them enough so try to negotiate with them <laughs> what have you been up to john
1: our hard bosses over here. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what have I been up to? Uh let's see. Production was going well and then I was hard milling as usual and I was like so I got the blades and they're taking like an hour per side per bevel side to get to like a finish that will tumble in a reasonable amount of time without like ruining the rest of the you know, the shoulders and stuff on it. Yeah. And so there's the swedge or whatever you want to call it, like the secondary bevel that's on the top of the knife and it it's angle like falls away from the other bevel, like it's kind of like a opposite bevel. And it's just like a flat surface, but mm-hmm. it's not really normal to the direction of the way it sits on the fourth axis. So you right. can't you can't tilt it and have it as a flat surface. It still has to be like 3D machined essentially, and honestly, if I had realized that when I was designing it, I might have changed either the the design, probably the design of the fixture to accommodate that, because that would have made doing that part really easy. Because you could have just came in with a bull nose and like flat surfaced it. But so I'm using a ball mill to do that, and to get a tumbleable finish, you have to take like a really Fine step over I found anyways, and basically I took this at that swedge area, took a ball mill and used like a flow tool path and like a one and a half thou step over, and then match feed per tooth is the same, so one and a half thou, and then it's twelve thousand RPM, and at that tilt angle, I can't remember what the SFM is, but it's like one eighty I think, whatever the tilt angle I'm using. And the way the toolpath is is it comes in and right when it starts on the surface, there's the first like coordinate point. So like where it's gonna start, and then there's an end coordinate point, and there's no other code between the two. It's literally just a straight uh, linear cut through the swedge essentially. So okay. it takes a bunch yeah, so it takes a bunch of these, you know, one and a half thou. Uh, step overs and they're at, you know, it's tilted, the surface is tilted, and it's also following that surface in kind of close to a 30 degree angle, like an XY. Uh, it might be more closer to like a 40 degree angle. And what happened was this should be a fine enough finish with a fresh tool to where there shouldn't be any weird artifacts and because there's no like it's a linear uh, there's no points essentially that break up that surface it should just be as smooth as the machine can possibly cut it essentially like even right changing any sort of smoothing settings whatever doesn't affect how fine that surface is going to be because there is no like extra data the toolpath is actually using to that's cut that's what I would hope yeah. But what happened was every single blade I did had a checker pattern to it, Mm -hmm. like a very, very um, same repeating pattern that basically follows in X. They're like straight lines in X and mind you, the tools moving at like a 30 degree angle. So you have this, like this 30 degree angle, you know, the step over lines. And then you have these lines that are basically perfectly in the x direction and so i was like well what could that be and there's a pretty good possibility it's because the machine's not level and there's like a twist going on in the mill itself so i've been trying to level it but i can't get the bow out of the table essentially so the bow is like from you put the level center of the table and you start at the front of the Machine travel, and then you basically see what it is the actual level is there. And it's supposed to be uh, level, <laughs> you know. And then Wait, you so go you're,
0: you're talking about like you're putting the table in different places and seeing how level it is.
1: So it's center of in X, it's the center of the machine's travel. So in this case, this is like 15 inches. So it's yeah. like right in the center of travel. And then you go, you bring the table to the front of the machine, and then you set the level parallel to the y-axis. So you're essentially measuring how level the roll or the twist of the the y-axis would be, or the x-axis. So yeah. that's why level sitting parallel. And then you go from the front of the machine, look at where it's at, and then you go all the way to the back, and you're trying to make that bubble the same from the front of the travel to the back because that's supposed to represent the table bowing or like following a bow of some sort. And you're supposed to be able to adjust the feet on the mill to get that bow out of there. And no matter what I do, I can't get it out. So Mm. yeah, but as far as getting the twist out, which is like an X, that's really easy to do. It's just this bow part. And I don't know. So, I, I'm yeah. I'm
0: confused at well, I guess I'm always confused at lots of things, but let's start with um, do you think you'll just try to get it level ish uh, where you're doing the most critical stuff on the blades? because
1: that's what I would maybe compromise to. So there's a way to check kind of like you you do everything and then you can sweep. A circle essentially with an indicator, and uh-huh. kind of check and see if there's any weird dips or anything, and you can adjust the machine's level to try to compensate for those dips and try to make the, the actual indicated runout as low as possible in this 10 inch circle, let's say. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it just doesn't. No matter what I do, I can't get it to actually. Do what I want with the feet, which makes me wonder if I'm missing something really obvious. But so when I
0: when I've I I've had to level some Haas machines before, and we just this was at community college, and we were moving the machines for some reason. They were reorganizing, and uh, you know I think all the machines we pretty much just put the level. You know we kind of centered the tables and put the level one way and put it the other way and that was about it not much not much uh moving the table around or trying to check for twist or anything but when i got my Tormach, the instructions talked about trying to get twist out of the casting and mm-hmm. so what i had to do for that uh and it's been you know 5 years or something or more i don't remember uh so i ended up having to put shims between the casting and like the actual stand on yeah. one of the corners to force one of the twists out. I, 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 uh, I don't think I could have done it now. I know the Haas is obviously built different, but I don't think I could have done it just with the legs. I had to put something between the like actual machine and and the stand, um, hmm. to get the twist out. And so I don't know how Haas works. You know, I don't know if you'd have, maybe that's just impossible. Maybe it should work with the legs, but maybe, you know, you were messing with like the, the trucks or whatever. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe more has to be adjusted if you really want it to be even better.
1: Maybe. I mean, the last time I did this and I leveled it like well over a year ago, I still couldn't get the bow out. And I can't remember a large could be problem of this entire thing is I still have the fourth axis on the table, which, you know, it's bolted down and it does, pull the table with bolts. So there's a very large possibility that's causing some of my woes. I can't remember if the last time I leveled it, if I had the fourth axis on it and did the exact same mistake basically, but I couldn't get it out then. And honestly, the mill has never made nice finishes in any sort of like XY required toolpath, like noticeably, like the back of the pocket clips, which is in titanium is like a really fine step over. And I'll still get these, like, I don't know what you call them. They're like, it's like they're at a sync. X and Y is kind of what I would imagine it is or something.
0: Yeah. Well, so a a few more confusion things for me. One is, um, so I, I, I'm not even completely sure if I, have bought into the idea leveling the machine helps. Now there's obviously extremes that are bad, but I, I don't know if I, if, if John and I mean, if Grant and Dalen were here, they'd probably say I have a bad Hoss rep or something, but I feel like my Hoss rep was telling me or, or the, the technician, like when I got the machine, he, he seemed to think like mostly level it so that the coolant goes the right place and you know the 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 actual like sweeping in seeing how good it was and stuff you know came out great Mm -hmm. um and so like i I don't know i i i'm just not sure like maybe on super crazy precision machines it matters but i'm just not even sure on on a haas how much the level would affect something like the the steps um you know, I'm sure you've tried lots of things, but you know the the stuff about like matching the chip per tooth for the step over and mm. stuff like that, or or uh, well, you know what I mean. Like, I I don't know, I I don't feel like I've uh, had super good luck with that either. And so I, I I don't know, I'm not I'm not sure where your surface finish issues are coming from necessarily. But I mean, of course, there's also limits to the machine
1: yeah so like i'm i'm saying level but yeah basically your level doesn't matter except coolant egress but there is twist that is very noticeable like measurable twist if you don't actually have the feet like oh yeah yeah
0: i mean definitely if if there was like a one thou hill in your machine you might end up with a one thou fill in your hill in your parts yeah um so, so I get that that's uh maybe more important than um,
1: the actual angle the whole machine's at yeah so I mean it's basically what I'm doing is you're just rough level it essentially you get it close enough to where you know the majority of liquid goes where it's supposed to and then you're doing twist which I can the twist I can do in like you know 15 minutes it takes no time at all to go from nothing to like having it good it's this bow thing that, is really not not doing what like Haas has videos or whatever about leveling and like even some of the PDFs or whatever say the the twist and the bow are supposed to have an actual like over 10 inches, two tenths. uh, So I I imagine
0: the Haas has uh, six legs, right?
1: it does and the thing is the way the legs are spaced is what makes it difficult i guess for me to like visualize what is going on if you're like asking if i move this leg up here like one of the me- middle legs when the two when the four other legs are set correctly what does that actually do and it doesn't do what i would think it should do kind of thing, but I don't know. It's like the front legs are far away from the center legs, but the center legs are really close to the rear legs, and this is because the casting is obviously very heavy as it goes up and turns into the actual C frame, but that makes it really hard if you have this this bow and the way Haas makes it sound on a video is like you do the twist with the four feet, so the extreme four feet, the front and the back. And then when you're done with that, you're supposed to check the bow, which is supposed to have a two tenths over ten inch level spec or whatever, which in my mind's crazy because they say you can you, you're supposed to pull the bow out of it or push the bow out of the like casting with these center two feet. But they are nowhere near the center of the travel of the machine. They're behind Yeah. So so it's like I don't know if they just spec it and say it in all the videos, but they don't actually like the bow doesn't matter, but I don't know. It's I don't really know. (laughs) So what are you measuring yours to be? Um Well, with one of these like machinist levels or whatever, it if you do everything in step, the front will measure uh, it's like four-tenths from from what would be level, and then the back is like... It's in the other direction, and it ends up being like six-tenths. Wait, are you only measuring it with a level? Yes, because that's how the... That's how... N- basically... There's using, not like a
0: way to use a test indicator or something?
1: You can after you use the level and you sweep a circle essentially and then you can actually then adjust the feet with the test indicator to dial the table in more. Because like I, I have a nice machinist level, you know
0: that it's not just like some plastic thing Um mm. but still I feel like I would have a hard time using it for more than just like you know, getting it level, level.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, see, I would think in my mind, I want to say that like, oh, well, the table's not new. You know, it's a couple years old at this point. It hasn't been stoned in a while. Like there could be something on the table that actually causes that. But the thing is, it moves based on machine travel and not, like, you just can't level the table. You know what I mean? So, like, you can level it in one spot, but if you move it, it's out of level, which makes me think that it's not necessarily, like, any table surface type thing. But so,
0: how are you sweeping the arc?
1: With Like, if I'm using a indicator. An indicator? Yeah. So, just putting, like, a mag base on the spindle nose, the actual spinny part. I don't know if that's the nose. I guess that's the nose. Yeah. And then measuring a 10 inch circle and then just sweeping the actual table surface with it and checking it at four points and seeing where it's at. See, like the way I was taught to do things like this.
0: And again, it's been like so long since I've had to do anything like this is like you basically, I mean, I guess I don't know if you have to do this. It it seems like it'd be helpful if you got stuff on the table, but I've done it when I think there's not even stuff on the table is to like get a one, two, three block or a gauge block and kind of, like, pick a corner of it,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: like, you kind of push it under the test indicator and then move the test indicator, you know, to a different, uh, you know, side of the circle, so to speak, and, you know, oh, put I the see. gauge block under it. Not, not, like, measure using the actual table. Yeah, so you can kind and of... And I don't know if that would actually matter, but I feel like the quality of the table surface could definitely be out by more than a couple tenths.
1: Yeah, at this point, um, that wouldn't surprise me.
0: Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm. I bet Grant and Dalen have probably done this type of thing more than me. Um, but I still feel like to talk about surface finishes. I, I still feel like, I feel a kind of weird disconnect when, uh, when I talk to you and Grant and Dalen about surface finishes because you guys are, are so like uh, opinionated, I guess, and like I feel like. Even on the Tarmac, I'm like, wow, hey, this looks pretty good. Like, my standards are lower. I mean, people call me a perfectionist all the time, but I'm like, hey, this looks pretty good. And I tumble stuff and, like, yeah, you know, usually, uh, even with, you know, especially with the Tarmac, I never like completely get rid of any marks, mm-hmm. but it's pretty, it's pretty hidden and it's pretty, you know, uniform and clean, even from stuff I made on the Tarmac, where, you know, I've sold people stuff, I've shown people stuff, and they've never, like, commented on that, like, you know, you can kind of see some tool marks through the tumbling or whatever. And so, you know, I kind of have to wonder um, when you guys talk, like, like what level you guys are really at, or, or or if it's something where maybe normal people wouldn't even notice.
1: Normal people would probably not notice, but I don't know. It's a very, like, are you being obsessive just to be obsessive? Like, perfect is in, in the way of good or whatever. It definitely happens to me a lot, but I don't want to see any lines in a tumbled finish, at least on my stuff. And honestly, if I had a a cheaper product, I wouldn't care anywhere near as much, but I there yeah. have been comments about, like, hey, you can see lines in a certain light, so it's like, there are people out there who do notice that stuff. And I don't know. I just feel like it should be a very doable thing that I don't know. Other people seem to be able to accomplish. And for some reason I can't even taking the craziest, dumbest long amounts of time to surface something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is something I struggle with a lot. And so I don't want to like push you in a way that, makes you feel uncomfortable or something. Cause like I struggle with it, but like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of working on a couple other project ideas because, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm still working on the scissors. I'm still making progress, you know, but I, I kind of am trying to experiment with, you know, by, by starting these other projects, I'm kind of able to see what maybe I am and am not being a perfectionist with. Mm -hmm. You know, with the possibility of one thing I'm doing is is maybe coming up with a cheaper product. And one thing I'm doing is is trying to work on someone else's product a little bit. And, you know, both of these things, I just, you know, especially if I want to get more work on scissors done, you know, I just kind of have to get them done. And I can't spend too much time nitpicking things, or at least that's my goal with them. Yeah. And um and it's really hard. It's it's really really hard. Um and and this even applies to like my videos and stuff too. I finally put up that fusion video which I wasn't very happy with in a lot of ways.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: people seem to really like it or at least people willing to comment like pretty much everyone seemed to think it was helpful and that's all I wanted. So, you know, I'm sure it won't be my most successful video. Um but I wanted it to just be helpful and it seems
1: like it is. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. Go back and forth on certain days about. And so
0: if I was like your boss or something, I, I'd question like, maybe you should just change the design of the swedge or maybe you should change the design of the fixture or maybe you should, you know, cut the price by, a hundred bucks and say it's a blem or, or just permanently cut the price or, you know, whatever to get more knives done,
1: you know? True. There is something to be said for that. I just, I don't know. It's gotten to this point. I don't know. I'll just keep doing it at this, this this ridiculous level. But I mean, I,
0: I think that's like one other thing I've, I realized starting these other projects is, is I think I was limiting how much I could learn a little bit by being so tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. Like I do think, um, my, my focus has been, uh, you know, you know, I feel like, like focus is about saying no, or essentialism is about saying no, like priorities are about saying no. Um, and so I've, I've kind of just, you know, I've, I've said, okay, the priorities are just the videos and the scissors. And then for a long time, you know, in the second half of this project, it's been like, okay, the priorities are the scissors even more than the videos. And, you know, that's led to lots of time just kind of doing the same thing over and over, trying to eke out like little improvements and and trial and error to find something that works when so much doesn't work. Um, and by doing... Kind of different things. I think I've been able to see my weaknesses a little better, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, like last week, I was feeling great. You know, it's been only a couple of weeks. I've been trying to do other things, and it was I was feeling great. This week's felt a little bit more like, uh, oh, you know, working on multiple things at once does have its problems. Where. I've just been doing a lot of fusion 360 cam programming and not much else because I just need to get it done. And, you know, it's, it's not as fun as, as those early stages where I was, you know, just having fun, trying lots of different things. Now I have to do kind of the harder part and I can't really do multiple at a time as easily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to avoid doing other things because I've done that my entire life. And I feel like I've never been able to get ahead. And I don't know. This has gotten close to being worthwhile, but it's still like, Hey, maybe I should go get a job somewhere else. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I my life is full of unfinished projects. If that's what you mean.
1: I just mean, well, my life definitely is too, but I just mean, as in a way to finally have something worth uh, I don't know, rowing or selling or building something on type thing instead of just being like that was a fun challenge and then move on to the next thing and never really build up any sort of, I don't know, cash. I guess. I guess that's a metric we could use. Well, I I, I think
0: uh, so so my dad uh, started a business um a long time ago. And the first product he made, he thought was going to be the successful product, but it was actually a side project that ended up blowing up and making his business successful. And, uh, I think, uh, because I knew that I've been kind of okay with that idea, but I was still disappointed. There was actually a different project I'd been working on for around a year before the ball scissors, uh, that I kind of stopped doing to take a break and and I tried the bowel scissors and then it kind of seemed fun and ended up blowing up a little bit on the internet. And so, uh, but now I'm, you know, with the Haas feeling like I have more ability to do more things. Um, and there's kind of this fear in the back of my mind, like, well, what if these other things are actually easier and more successful? Mm -hmm. Would I be okay with that? And, like, it is it is a weird question, because you'd think, like, on some level, it's like, yeah, I just, you know, of course, it makes me a millionaire or something, why wouldn't I? But, like, you know, when you have a certain project that you have, like, a lot of heart in, and you put yourself into, and it's kind of, you're proud of, versus a different project that, like, could be easier, uh, but doesn't feel like as, as uh, I don't know, innovative or Personal to you, I guess, you know, it's kind of a weird conundrum Mm. and and it's a dangerous because, you know, you can obviously get into the sunk cost fallacy with things.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a tricky balance for sure. And I don't know. Getting getting burnt out for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think. I think that trying different projects has, uh, has helped with burnout, but I also think, um, maybe, maybe there is some aspect of fear with it where, um, like I, I, uh, made a, you know, I made a bunch of parts. I made a bunch of blades, uh, to be heat treated. And I, I sent like 26 blades out to get heat treated, Mm -hmm. uh, by a company in California. And, uh, usually takes a couple weeks and they came back the other day and I was like, Oh, okay. I can't do like everything in two weeks. I knew that, but then like actually seeing them in front of me, it's like, okay, I have to eventually, you know, make scissor blades from this. And then, you know, the scary part is like, that's kind of going to be the determining factor where it's like, okay, did the Haas, you know, kind of solve the problems I thought it would. And, uh, you know, does that mean I'm like off to the races, making scissors or is it going to be, you know, another disappointment and even more scratching my head, trying to figure out
1: what's going on or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes you think that new piece of equipment is going to solve all your problems. And then you just, you got a whole bunch of new problems.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Anything fun happening? Um,
1: honestly, no, I finished school finally, which is cool for the uh, semester. Nope, I'm got my well, I don't have it because I never went and got it, but <laughs> I was getting a certificate. Oh, oh that's cool. That was like a year and a half. I can't believe it went by that fast. And uh, do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thanks.
0: So, uh, I, I don't know if you ever like really introduced or talked that much about what you were doing. I mean, maybe that'd be good to to briefly go into.
1: Yeah. I was just, uh, going to a local community college. It's kind of like a technical community college for, I don't remember. I don't actually know what the title of the program was, but it was like something, uh, mechatronics uh, or... uh, electromechanical technology maybe like a certificate in that because i wanted to learn about electricity and electrical components and learning how to read wiring diagrams and yeah that's definitely that. a weak point that for me fun stuff yeah and uh honestly i'm not I was kind of disappointed with how the whole program went seemed very good on the service. Like it was very supposed to be very hands-on and it ended up being very, no one really cared, I guess, like instructors, students alike type thing. So I ended up yeah. being more of a chore and just checking the boxes as far as like quizzes and stuff go to where I wasn't really learning anything. And some of that's my fault maybe for not like bringing in projects, but it wasn't, it wasn't really like an environment that was conducive to that either so it's like felt kind of wasteful sort of not 100% but I mean I got like 30% out of it I'd say uh, I,
0: I feel yeah. like a lot of people I know inclu- including like Grant was talking about it and some of his friends I think on, on the road trip or one of his friends and maybe Dalen's talked about it where um like regular college kind of like can feel like there's a lot of opportunity and resource, but a lot of people there, I don't know, just the atmosphere or or the fact that people just need to get a degree or, or the price or whatever it is, um, kind of changes the incentives. And so I think Grant was talking about being in mechanical engineering school and, and, uh, having to work on a project where they have to build something and he's like, Hey, let's just like go to my workshop and you know, we could build an even better version. You know, I have all these tools and stuff and Mm -hmm. the group he's assigned with like, wasn't that interested or was worried about using power tools without proper instruction or whatever. And, you know, I've had similar experiences where I talk to people in college and, you know, they're interested in like starting a business or something. And I'm like, Hey, well, what kind of business do you want to start? I have like access to like, all these tools or different things, you know. I want to start a business, and then, you know, I have a 3D printer. You know, maybe we could 3D print something, and and I kind of like they just don't have a ton of interest. You know, like yeah. they don't have the same passion. Um,
1: I don't know. Does that kind of sound sort of like the vibe? Yeah, it was a very very strange environment. Like. To where there was one instructor who really cared and like knew his stuff, but he ended up getting like moved to teach high schoolers or something like a, mm. uh, what do you call it? Like a transition um, program type thing. And that was like the first semester. And then we never had him again. And then the rest of it was just like, yeah, the quizzes are all posted online. And then, you know, they're due whenever. And it, it just... Nobody cared in class, and it was just all around, like, a very big, what are we doing here type thing. I mean, we had a robotics club thing that I went to, and, I mean, there was, like, two people, and the enthusiasm in people was just not there. And I don't know how anyone hires anyone out of college. Like, I know you learn mostly on the job, but it was... It was a very weird, like, I don't know. It was strange. I don't know how to describe it. Just. I, I, I remember. I like college was, was different, even, even 10 years ago. Because I, I went for, I've tried to do multiple degrees and never got through basically anything. And this is the one time I was able to actually finish. But even then, like, it felt different. And now I don't, I don't know what, what it is.
0: No, I, I, I have, like, a machining certificate that took, like, a year or so to get, and I uh, dropped out of mechanical engineering school to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, machining school was better because it, it felt like I was actually doing things. It, it didn't feel like I was doing random classes and then, like, one sort of useful almost class or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, actually doing stuff that was super clear, like where it was useful for. And, and, you know, it was great, but, but like one teacher in the final semester was amazing. A couple of other teachers were, you know, people who, I don't know, like to have power or something where it's like, you know, I'm not going to answer any questions that I already answered or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, you know, arbitrary, like trying to be tough. Cause like the real world's tough or whatever. Um, you know, coincidentally tending to be tough when it meant their job could be lazier and we had to do more work. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it's just, uh, I think a lot of people in college when you're 18 or whatever, don't know, what you want to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do for a long time in college. And, you know, it's kind of stinks when you do find out what you want to do. You, you love learning about whatever subject you like making things. And then it can feel like everything's kind of superficial and shallow. And, and it's hard to like find other people who are passionate and want to teach or learn with you or try ideas with you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I,
1: uh, sorry,
0: go ahead. Oh no, i
1: was still listening.
0: I I've had so much better experiences with, with short classes. Mm-hmm. I, I really have found that I enjoy taking classes that are like a week long or a couple days long. Mm-hmm. So I took a shoemaking class. Once I've taken a glass blowing class, mm-hmm. I've taken a, um, metal casting class for like jewelry. I've taken a couple other jewelry classes hmm. and, um, and those are harder to do and they, you know, cost money and stuff and a lot of things you can learn online. But in those kind of classes, because it's like out of the way and, and like you don't get some magic degree, everyone in these classes tends to be so interesting and so passionate, you know, like yeah. it, it helped me open up a lot as a person because I would meet people who like, they're much older than me or like a much different background than me, but we're all just talking about making shoes or weird castings or something. (laughs) So, you know, we're on some lunch break and we're all just like happily talking to each other about the same thing and, you know, super passionate about it um, and having fun. Um, And the type of people who teach these classes, I think tend to also love it a lot more and are super happy to see people signing up for their classes. You know I think it's it, I think those are much better experiences than uh having to you know do a whole semester to figure out if something's even the real thing or a weird college uh, you know collegeified version of it that yeah
1: is dumb but you get the degree I guess yeah yeah I can totally see how short classes would be maybe a little more I don't know I I really would have love to do
0: grace horn. I think did, uh, she might be doing another one, but I, I think I'm just on the waiting list for it. Um, she did a scissor making class. I'm sure that was incredible. And, um, you know, Rio Grande jewelry supply, uh, does a lot of classes mostly in New Mexico, but I did one in Colorado. Um, I mean, uh, I, I think doing a knife making class is something I should try doing or blacksmithing forging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, to me, like, I I have kind of learned about myself that, like, instead of doing vacations where you see the Eiffel Tower, I think that's the kind of thing I try to do is is take a weird class. Yeah. But, uh, no, everyone, not everyone can always do that type of thing.
1: Yep. Free time is hard to come by sometimes. But. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have some of my time back in the morning, so. Yep. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, uh, I, I, I still do sometimes have those nightmares where you think you have a test that you're late for, and you go to the wrong room and on university or something.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm,
0: I'm pretty happy to be done. I kind of miss some parts of college, but I'm mostly happy to have
1: finished. Yeah, finish what I want to do. Yeah, I got got it out of my system. I guess to actually have completed something. <laughs> I'm like, okay, never. I oh, probably won't do that again. But, I mean,
0: besides the degree, do you think, uh, do you understand electronics better?
1: Um, I think I definitely have a more, like I could get through something a little bit easier, but if you still gave me a, uh, an actual wiring diagram... I would still have to sit there and study it forever and then trial and error type thing. Cause it was really not enough of that kind of thing was going on in the entire program. So
0: I think that's also the problem is like like there's like, uh, things have like a, a a skill curve, like, you know, people talk about like a steep learning curve mm-hmm. and I feel like for a lot of things, uh getting like the basic part done it really only needs a few days or a week right yeah. like you can make a pair of shoes in a week with help and you'll be amazed at what you made mm-hmm. but to actually like be a shoemaker and like really get it and do a good job and and like you know yeah. make a living out of it or, or whatever it may be it it takes like more Years than even a four-year degree, like, yeah. like, uh, you know, the few semesters you did, um, you know, all, all, like, like we know with machining, machining is so crazy deep. I mean, mm. I t- it was a year-long thing I did uh, for machining school, uh, three semesters, like all back to back in the summer semester, and uh, like, yeah, I learned a lot, but like, you know. <laughs> Like, by the end of it, I was still, like, so slow and sloppy. And I, I still don't really understand GDT and like, you know, uh, there's just so, so much depth to machining. And, yeah. like, so if you're a civil engineer or something who has to make a bridge, I'm sure, you know, you can't just do it on your own just because you got a four-year degree.
1: Yeah, well, it's, like, one of those things where it's, I was thought electronics and electricity were complicated to begin with. And then you go in there and you're like, the more, you know, about something really, the less, you know, about it. Cause I'm like, wow, there is so much stuff going on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I haven't learned anything just because I'm aware of how much more stuff there is instead of just being a monkey about it. So. No. And I, I
0: mean, I feel that way about almost anything, you know, like, trying to learn a musical instrument or whatever you, you realize how many different techniques there are like electric guitar. There's acoustic guitar, classical guitar, electric guitar, slide guitar, uh lap guitar, you know, like different yeah. pedals, different scales, different modes, different, you know, there, it's just like endless with, with any skill, how much uh, uh there is out there. And so like, You know, I I think that's what appealed to me about doing the machining program was that it was like eight hours a day of of just machining. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like a an hour long class. And then it's like, oh, go. You should go study for three hours a day, even though, you know, we didn't give you that much to study. And and that's awful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was like you're actually doing it. And then you were done when when, you know, you were basically done after the eight
1: hours a day and it was you know all week well like the other thing that kind of killed me for it was like they're they have lab lab hours but the issue is this is like a it's a state community college but they're going into like one unified college program type thing yeah to make it easier to transfer type thing which Mm -hmm. which is cool if you're moving somewhere else in the state to go to another college but they don't the how I was explained by one of the instructors because I was like, why is there more um, lecture time than lab time when this is supposed to be a, a certificate, like a technical hands on? You're supposed to get a, yeah. get a job as a repair guy type thing to start. So it's very like the theory stuff's great and all, but you end up dumping a lot of it. Like how many charges are on a on a whatever (laughs) you know what I mean like that's that's not really important to me like I need to know how to use a multimeter to do these things that are very uh uh applicable to the actual certificate type thing and I was told that the lab hours are actually paying the college less Mm. like the state funds the college less basically um one hour of lab time was equivalent equivalent to three hours of lecture time, and so the colleges were not going to just throw that money away. They're just tra- they were turning the classes into lectures on purpose to get more of this funding, and I'm it, me, I just roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, cool, I guess, but it feels like that's the state of things. Like everything's getting really dumbed down. Like I go to and this is a This is more on a monetary thing, but I got to look up something for the Haas. Like, I, you know, what's the, is there a actual backlash setting on one of the axes? Well, there is no published thing on how to actually find that on a newer Haas. But on the older stuff there is, there, I feel like there's a large trend towards dumbing things down and making things as like bare as possible everywhere you turn for what reason, I don't really know, but like getting information or, or, uh, just figuring out stuff in general seems more difficult or more, uh,
0: I don't just, I, I mean, it's, there's so many different things going on. I mean, like, you know, you can make like big statements about if society's dumbing things down or if education's got worse, you could also talk about like, Google has kind of gotten worse because uh, um, like the, the internet's kind of become just like five websites, Mm
1: -hmm. like,
0: you know, Facebook, Reddit, uh, Instagram, whatever, you know, so Google's kind of less useful in the way people do search engine optimization means like annoying stuff gets listed first on Google. Like there's a million ways you could talk about like information being harder to get, um, but, but I, I don't know if that's, like, necessarily necessary for, for your experience. I, I think that um, – I think my experience in college is, like, labs are kind of seen as less important. Like, I don't think it's even a dumbing thing to sound. It's almost the opposite where labs are worth less credit hours because, like, it's almost like they're viewed as just goofing off, whereas, you know – you, like physics lab is just kind of being silly, but physics lecture is you're actually having to do a bunch of math mm-hmm. and, uh, and hard stuff and tests. Um, so I feel like it's pretty common for labs to just get, uh, you know, the short end of the stick in terms of like grades and teachers and how it works. And it's weird. And it, it might kind of make sense for, some regular college degrees, but you know, if it's supposed to be a little more of a technical thing, then then I guess you would hope it it'd be basically more lab and and treated as more important. And and um, I think what what I uh, wish there was more of is is I wish um, that there was more leaning on software. Where mm-hmm. uh, you know, in engineering school, I started really starting to enjoy math, but I was like, this can't be. Like I'm glad, you know. I used to hate math. I'm glad I'm enjoying calculus, I guess. But I'm not actually going to be doing this, probably, right on a job. Right. But I freaking loved. I loved 3D modeling, like doing the um, Creo or whatever we did. And then later, I got a student edition of SolidWorks. Like I loved that stuff, and I loved like, um, you know, like anything in in my life where I've I've had to learn like Photoshop or whatever, um just like real life skills, it, it like carries over to other things where like learning how to use a file system, using, you know, learning what control Z does or copy and paste, like all these little things or masking and Photoshop versus masking and other software. Like all these things I think are useful. And, and we've, I think our jobs are super reliant on software. So I almost feel like that should be the main thing, even more than maybe the real life stuff because that's probably just the direction the future is going to go. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've, I've heard that like, because I grew up with computers, whereas a lot of kids these days, everything's on the smartphone. And so Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard that like kids these days in high school or whatever, they don't know about control Z and copy paste and how to, you know, navigate a file system. And, and so, uh, We actually could be getting worse at those skills because people are so reliant on smartphones.
1: I have witnessed that all, all through my certificate program, which is very strange because there was a very short window of people who grew up with computers and then, you know, you think everyone knows about computers now? No, I think that that group of people is, (laughs) it doesn't exist anymore. Like it's not more, people are growing into it. Like, the people who really know about computers seems to be, like, this very short 15-year span of some... Like, it's a very weird era, I guess, of how fast technology went. Yeah, I mean, in in elementary
0: school, I had a really, really rough, like, programming class. Mm -hmm. I forget what it was called, but it's like a little pixely turtle thing, Mm
1: -hmm. and we,
0: like, programmed the, the little... Pixley turtle to like draw a shape on the screen or basic stuff like that um we also might have like learned really basic html um which is kind of crazy to teach like an eight-year-old or at least it feels kind of like it um because i don't remember any of it uh but like i'm sure there's still like some of that stuff's in there some of the like understanding like an if statement or whatever Mm um like i think so many like like just these seeds of like understanding how computers work, how software works, you know, how toolbars work in software, you know, preferences, hotkeys, you know, basic programming stuff. Like I think so many of those things have been so important in my life. Not, not like even to try to make a career out of it, but just cause that's like the world and it has allowed me to like try more things and do more things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, uh, college was very little of that. Yeah. It was, it was either occasional, like once a week you get to make a marble, go down a slide on a physics lab, or you, uh, are doing pen and paper math or pencil and paper. Yeah. You know, I feel like making kids do physics simulations in physics software or, or do, uh, you know, designing circuit boards and some circuit board software or or using a DAW to make music or using Photoshop. I I feel like that's where things should go because I feel like all jobs is is either you're using cool software like Fusion 360 and Photoshop or you're using Excel and PowerPoint. Like that's all jobs basically. Yeah. Unless Unless you're just digging trenches. I don't know. Yep. (laughs) Crazy world out there sorry i maybe i was
1: ranting oh no you're good what you say is you know pretty close to the truth i think as far as what is useful or what is comparable to the workforce but people have been like so
0: amazed at like ai stuff or i mean it's died down a little bit but you know we're still in this kind of crazy ai wave and um the way people have been amazed with AI is how I've felt amazed with just like any kind of creative software, you know, for almost my whole life where it's like, wow, you can just make animation, you can just take people out of photographs, you can just uh, you know, model something in 3D printed or whatever. Like I've been so amazed at how quickly you can make things. Um that like I, I don't know, I just I just uh I'm I'm kind of surprised I even like had a hard time deciding what I wanted to do with my life when I was in college. Cause, cause it felt like, you know, I just wanted to play video games or whatever, but mm-hmm. looking back, it's like, no, I always kind of loved all these different kinds of software and things. And, and so it's really, you know, eventually, and where I am now is it, it's hard to choose cause you want to do everything at least yeah. for me. And, uh, I worry that I still, you know, run into people who are in their teens or early twenties and aren't you know sure what to do that like i don't think they have any exposure to like how much cool stuff's out there you know True.
1: yeah for and sure it,
0: and it's practically you know messing around in fusion 360 or photoshop it's it's practically a video game for me i don't hmm. i don't play video games as often but i i am happy when i get to try to design a logo or something yeah yep I'll try to get Dalen back, guys, and Grant. That you know, that way we don't have to listen to me do a sermon next week. I'm sure people don't mind, David.
1: <laughs> um. Well, what? Anything? Anything new with you? Haas has the machine running.
0: Good. I. Um, speaking of all the software stuff, like what I mostly did last week was, was um, make sure the fusion video was okay to post, which I did. I did post and I hope people check out um, and and uh, get my next video put together um, for enough that like my editor can work on it um, so that hopefully that can be posted in a week or two um, and doing lots of programming uh, for more fixtures and things. So not a lot of actual machining, unfortunately, but it has felt like I'm super busy.
1: Mm hmm. Well, that's good. Busy, busy can be good.
0: Yeah, it's just. I think we've talked about it before. It's just like a weird. It definitely feels. I mean, I. I guess that's the downside of having a job where you're you're just in the software world. Is, is um. It can definitely feel less of an accomplishment than when you like make a physical object in the real world.
1: Yeah, I would you can imagine. Kind it. of
0: feel like you were just. Oh, I was just staring at a piece of glass for, you know, forty
1: hours. Yeah, Instead. I would imagine it. It matters on what software you were using and whatever you were creating. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're creating music or whatever, you know, I'm sure, super fulfilling. But sometimes, even when making a video, it's like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What did I do this week or whatever? Yeah, I I, I think, think when I worked in a regular machine shop. I think different people I'm sure feel fulfillment in different ways, but I I have heard that like that machine shop job I had was awful, but it was super awesome seeing the finished product of things where they made these like special uh, tables um, for like clean rooms Mm -hmm. and I made parts for them or that was at least one of the things we did. And like actually seeing like, Oh, this is a thing I made and it's all done and it's going to go to someone and it looks nice. Like, it's, it's super fulfilling. And, and I think I've seen studies where, where that, um, I, I think that that is like a, a way to have more fulfillment in your job is, is, you know, there's other people who have jobs making PowerPoint presentations that only exist in like a just in case scenario and, you know, end up never getting seen or whatever yeah for some ext- abstract thing that someone else will work on or whatever.
1: hmm Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, Time. I guess Time. that
0: I have sort of done things this week. I don't know. That's
1: that's how I feel except that with the all the weeks in the last 3 years, I just feel like I've done things. I don't know if I have anything to show for it, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. I well.
0: guess uh <laughs> we'll end it there
1: and it on a positive note <laughs> Ended on a
0: note of some kind
1: yep well i hope everyone else has a i
0: hope this podcast made our existence worthwhile guys
1: yeah that's that's well said thanks for listening see you next time yeah yeah bye